1: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Locked On Clippers. Today we're doing Locked On Clippers Live. Which, if you don't know, that's on Twitter every Tuesday at Locked On Clips. Uh, we'll be taking we'll be taking some questions from you guys. We're gonna kick things off today with a little bit of a recap of last night's loss to the Hawks. Ooh. A little bit of a rough one to watch. We couldn't really close it out. Uh, came close. But no cigar. Very close. Um,
0: definitely no cigar.
1: <laughs> definitely no cigar. Uh, and then, as I said, we'll be getting into Twitter Tuesday, so we'll take some we'll take some questions from you guys. Uh, we'll obviously try to answer as many as we can. Uh, if you're listening to this and not watching the live stream, please feel free anytime during the week. If you're unable to watch, yeah. send in your questions. We'll answer them. You can listen to them later. You know. Um, and then we're going to wrap things up with just a little bit of uh, a recap of everything that happened in the NBA last night in the Western Conference. I uh, might get into a little bit of trade talks. Ooh, maybe. Uh, and we will, we, we will take whatever additional questions we have time for. So – with that being said, I'm William the Opinion Updike. And I'm positive Chuck Mockler. And let's get into this thing. Someone just said, hey from
0: Colorado, what's up? We're Montana natives. That's close by. Welcome. Um, so the Hawks uh, beat your Los Angeles Clippers last night. Oh, yeah. 123-118. Very close. I think we almost got this score flip-flopped in our pregame prediction.
1: Uh, Pretty close, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we
0: were close to it. Yeah. Um, just some quick stats for you guys right off the bat. Tobias Harris kept his fantastic streak of play up with uh, 38 and seven, which is pretty incredible. Uh, Lou will had 21 and nine, but he did shoot kind of poorly. We'll talk about that in a bit. Tres had 18. Patrick Beverly somehow was like a weird triple double almost machine. He had 10, 10 and six, which was crazy um, for the Hawks. They were led by, of course, Trey young. He had 26, four and eight with one turnover. Which was very—I mean, he just had a really damn good game against us. John Collins, who we were worried about in the pregame, had 22, and Alex Len uh, had 19 and nine off the bench to go along with Dwayne Deadmonds. Your guy, minutes. Alex Len, dude, my boy, Alex Len—he uh, was
1: really, really solid.
0: Yeah, it seems like we didn't have an answer for anything that the Hawks do well.
1: No, no, we didn't have an answer for their backcourt. Uh, we. Did kind of prevent them from shooting, at least Trey Young from shooting from three very effectively. Yeah. Um, other than that, like I, I felt like we had trouble kind of stretching out on the floor. No one on the team had a on on the Clippers squad had a defensive rating better than one nineteen. Oh damn, uh, which is not very good. Uh, defen- <laughs> yeah. Defensively, we were not really able to pull this one together, uh, which was definitely a bummer. There were, however, some bright spots. We did get some great performances out w- of Shea. So many. I mean, what was it?
0: Seven guys were in double figures for us yeah like it was so frustrating because we were playing pretty well offensively
1: yeah definitely
0: um so i mean the first half it was a two-point game jerome hit a buzzer beater to go into the half buzzer beater it was it was was very
1: big it was tight it was one of those grown man moves talking about (laughs) with jerome robinson um
0: he did get fouled and he missed a free throw that sucks but what are you gonna do um the third quarter was kind of tough. They took six more shots than we did and hit almost 54% of them. Wow. Which was hard. The fourth quarter, we tried to claw back in, and we almost did. We we shot 55% in the fourth quarter to their 47. It just still, like...
1: It just wasn't enough. It yeah, wasn't we just there. went down too much in that in the first and third quarter, and we yeah we just weren't really able to come back from that. It's that and t- we, you know we mentioned that in the game preview. Like this team, like despite if you just look at their record, it seems like a god awful team. <laughs> it does, you know? but if you watch them actually play, like they're not <laughs> terrible. They have a lot of good. They have some upside, and they have some good players, and like their bench is deceptively deep.
0: Yeah, and they've been playing well. Definitely, That's the other thing we yeah. caught, Like this was a crazy trap game terrible schedule kind of caught up with this, i think for part of it
1: yeah well and i don't even mean to make excuses i'm just like giving more credit to the hawks because definitely i haven't i haven't had like the pleasure or this one was a displeasure but i haven't really <laughs> got, had the pleasure to watch a whole lot of their games yeah so seeing like how strong they actually are as a unit uh is is you know pretty interesting
0: when i mean they have a good core when they get clicking it's like fun to watch definitely just wish it wouldn't have been against us yeah um Tobias, let's talk about his game for a little bit. He was fantastic, this game. Yeah. Uh, He was huge in the fourth, which has been a big criticism on him from us sometimes and a lot of Clipper Nation on Twitter. He went four of five in the fourth, including a three. Um, Just kind of sucks to see this game wasted. Um, Someone just said, those dynamic big men like John Collins just continually give us trouble.
1: Absolutely. 100%. He catches oops. Um, Collins fouled out last game, which was actually really huge for us. Yeah, that is pretty big. Uh, you know, he kind of he kind of murders us, and I mean, Alex Len too is like the, <laughs> kind of another guy who's pretty tailor made to give us trouble inside and like skinny uh, athletic centers. Yeah, like yeah. who
0: can just kind of move a well, little bit. And their really interior
1: pr- presence, especially like uh, generating second chance. Uh, opportunities on the offensive boards was really incredible to watch uh, you know they would miss shots and we would have you know we would have three guys like in position or whatever and they just couldn't get the board they couldn't battle they couldn't battle for it sometimes and you know sometimes it was their fault like they weren't looking in the right direction mm-hmm. they weren't uh, they, they weren't maybe the most aware but it was really impressive seeing how how many second chance opportunities they were able to create for themselves
0: yeah the biggest second chance opportunity so we lost the boards thirty eight to forty four in this one. Um, the, it
1: felt like even more though. I thought that it felt. I thought that dude, it felt a lot higher yeah. than
0: that. Yeah. Um. So the biggest one to lose. There was a minute and twenty seven left. It's one hundred eighteen to one hundred twelve. Trey Young misses a shot. Dwayne Dedman just got the offensive board and dunked it to stretch the lead to eight. Then Trez got a dunk and then Trey Young hit a dagger three to put them up by nine. Yeah. And it was just like, damn.
1: It was really, <laughs> it, it was really hard to come back from that. Yeah,
0: so they shot 50% from the field, which is great, but we shot 48%. Yeah. So it was just that thing of like their shots were falling. Um, In the first quarter, we shot 42% to their 54%. Mm -hmm. And in the third quarter, we shot 40% to their 53%. Wow. So we were just getting, it was just a seesaw. We could only kind of match them. And then the two quarters we lost, we really lost in terms of shooting percentage.
1: Yeah. And we talked about that it would be an issue if we didn't take uh, a whole lot of attempts. Um, And we took, we stayed like, we stayed really close with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they took 34. Oh, and no, we only took 27. (laughs) Uh, We made
0: the same amount of threes though, right? 10 to 10 or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing where maybe just taking a couple more threes
1: could have helped us out. Yeah, I mean, like naturally, any percentage is going to dip the more that you're taking it. But I yeah. think that we got to take that risk sometimes. Um, I, I just think the issue has still been not being able to create those quality looks. You know, even Jerome, who if if you can get him open, he can pretty much knock down a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't get a whole lot of attempts. I think he took. Uh, yeah, he only had two field goal attempts all game.
0: That was tough. A lot of people were uh, kind of noticing, at least this was some chatter, if you will, on Twitter, that Jerome is usually open on the perimeter guys just kind of have a hard time finding him and i think that's just because he's a new guy
1: uh, yeah i think that that's one of those things like we talked a lot about lou will's passing yesterday and how it's evolved that he's as he's playing with these guys that he just innately understands how to pass to them guys like motley guys like uh trez obviously but i think when you're adding in a new piece uh even though the corner three is you know the easiest shot maybe in basketball i think that if you're not used to having that knockdown shooter run to that position for sure you maybe don't know to look for him and that's something that can only you know can only come with the team gelling together and everybody getting used to each other yeah
0: there was some talk on twitter after about how lou williams maybe lost us this game or something like that
1: um which i don't think could be further from the truth could i mean like it would have been great if he would have shot a little bit better but I mean, yeah he got to the line 12 times he dished out nine assists uh, he would have had even more Trez missed, like a super, a super close yep, that was uh, dunk in the going down the stretch. So, it, you know, it's it's not on. It's not on any of the guys there that were in, <laughs> that were no. in double digits. You know, uh, could we have gotten some better play off the bench? That would have been nice. You know, but uh, yeah, Mike Scott still shot 33. percent He only got once again three attempts. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, he went to, he went four of seventeen total, one of five from three. I gotta think his hamstring is not one hundred percent or one of them's not one hundred percent. Cause he's been shooting kind of poorly the past couple games and just something seems off out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know. He still put up twenty one points. Man. Yeah. How much Not more his do you fault. want? Like how much more can you expect on a nightly basis yeah. from your <laughs> sixth man?
0: We took it took a Lou Williams triple double for us to beat the Bulls. So I guess we can kind of give this one uh, to him in terms of a night off. Um, all in all, frustrating loss, I think the most frustrating thing, and this might actually bleed into our next segment, was Shea's game. Not, yeah. I'm not frustrated at Shea.
1: Yeah, to clarify, this isn't Shea's game. He finished with a reasonable stat line, 11-2-2. Uh, two two. He did have two turnovers. Um,
0: yeah, he went. he had five of seven shooting. Yeah. And so I looked at the first two turnovers. The first turnover was a travel in the first two minutes of the third. Okay. The game was tied, and it led to the layup by the Hawks to put them up by two. That's kind of lame. Second turnover was six minutes later. We were down two, and a bad pass led to a Vince Carter bucket to stretch their lead to four. Then Jerome was subbed in for Shea, and that was the last we saw of Shea. Yeah. I just don't... I don't get why
1: he's sitting out entire
0: quarters. I don't understand it. And, no. like, he's a rookie. Yeah. he's He had two bad turnovers, yes. They were, however, in the third quarter. Yeah. Like, and he was on 507 shooting. He was playing real. He had two steals. Yeah. I just don't, like... I don't understand why he has such a short leash from Doc.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to comprehend, and I just don't get how he's ever gonna overcome that stuff if he's not playing through it.
0: Yeah, because if he's supposedly going to be the driver of the offense next year, which I'm assuming everyone watching and listening, and us included, is totally happy with, yeah, he has to be able to like have the opportunity to try and bounce back from mental mistakes and stuff like that. Yeah, the refs didn't help either. Three bad calls during Clippers run.
1: Yeah, that no, was no, tough I, I for agree. Sure. I agree. And you know, people, we, we were talking about how the refing wasn't great, but at one point, you know, in the third or fourth, in the fourth, we were still down by like eleven or fifteen points. Yeah, it was know. like it was like that. Yeah, the the calls weren't great, but they weren't. I mean, we can't really chalk it up why to we that. Lost. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Anything else you want to say about this game? Bit of, It was so weird looking at the shooting percentages and everyone's numbers after the game because, like, most other days, this feels like a win. This does feel like <laughs> a win.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of encouraging stuff. I mean, it was going to be a hard game. Uh, we had just played, despite winning really handedly. I mean, that's a hard that's a hard set of back-to-backs.
0: Oh, yeah, Kings and then Hawks. It's two, two young teams <laughs> yeah, that want to run
1: you off the floor. Yeah. Um, you know, looking back on it now, I we both discussed that this could maybe be a trap game. Yeah. And I guess we should have been, like, a little bit more cautious maybe in our preview. One thing I do want to note, and this is a super <laughs> low bar, but I was really glad that all starters managed to score in double digits. That's huge. Which is not something that the Clippers have been able to do uh, with any sort of consistency. Yeah, you got to find a hope when uh, all feels lost. Yeah, yeah, but it was pretty solid. And, I mean... Yeah, there's no easy games for the Clips. I thought they would struggle more against the Kings. Everyone did. Yeah, they kind of, I mean, it just seems like at this point we have them a little bit figured out, whereas, you know, I would say the Hawks are a little bit more wily. They're also so unpredictable, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's like, they and they had a different lineup from when we first saw them to in the season so that's a whole thing yeah like it yeah. was just new wrinkles and stuff like that definitely um, coming up after this quick break we're gonna be taking some Twitter questions some of you guys shot me some before this so I'll break those down but first uh, if you're following multiple Locked On podcasts check out Locked On Net on Twitter and Instagram you can check wow. out on Twitter if you're watching right now it aggregates everything no, you,
1: can. you can't come out of this stream oh that's true
0: god dang it my old age strikes again um, on Instagram you get the biggest stories in under a minute which is nice uh, yeah great for local news Locked On Net Twitter and Instagram
2: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All
0: right, so we're on Twitter Tuesdays. I'm gonna have like a catchphrase for it? We need to get one of those. Um, Twitter
1: Tuesdays.
0: <laughs> so we got, uh, we got a question from Point A Minute. Shout out to at Point A Minute before the stream. He said, at what point will we stop going over every screen and giving opponents a downhill two-on-one? If we do it against Rondo, it's true madness yeah, I tend to agree. It's, it was I, frustrating last night.
1: I agree. Um, well luckily, it made a little bit more sense last night because you want to you want your defense to respect Trey Young from three. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even if he's not shooting well like at any point it could go off.
0: He's still just gonna yeah, he's still gonna fire and, up. And three. the idea
1: <laughs> is that you're still able to cut off some of his passing lanes and I think that they were really worried about that given the last game. Uh where he had uh, what, seventeen assists. Yeah, I think, yeah. In the last uh, yeah game. It was like seven it was <laughs> seventeen to nineteen. It was some insane number of assists. And in this contest, you know, we were able to hold in the eight. So hey. I mean <laughs> it's something, you know. It yeah. seemed like a lot, but it is it is definitely something.
0: It's hard against a guy like Trey Young too, because he is so versatile. His floater is absolutely crazy the last couple games. I think I saw some stat where on his floater in the last like four games he's shooting fifty six percent or something like that from it. Wow. So we caught him at a hot time. But I do agree, going over screens has kind of, not doomed us,
1: but... Uh, well, here's my issue. is I think that even the bigger issue of going over the screen is I don't think that guys are getting in position and communicating on a switch. Mm, uh, yeah, because Doc mentioned that a couple games ago. Because you would see, like, so after the pick and roll, they went over the screen, he was able to drive inside, nobody was sliding their feet over, nobody Mm-mm. was going in to help Uh, So, yeah, he had a wide-open lane, but I don't think that that, that's just on the primary ball defender. I think that that's on the whole unit.
0: And our bigs, we don't have the most agile bigs. No. So sliding over on that is really hard. We've seen this team give up backdoor baskets. We've seen them give up corner threes. It always seems like there's kind of a hole somewhere on the defense. And some days, I think you're totally right, some days the trust just isn't there for whatever reason. It's Civ City. It is Civ City. And I think against a team like the Hawks we don't see a lot, we don't have as good of a read on how they play. Definitely. So, like, with the Kings, you know, we're 3-0 and against them. We kind of know. We
1: have that figured out a yeah. little bit better. Um, yeah, especially – well, it's just it, – we just struggle with guys who are super versatile because, I mean, not to get down on anybody, like, part of what makes the squad great is we've assembled these guys who are, like, utility pieces that are each good at a thing, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe – a, one and good, a half they're good like, at a thing and like you know pretty good at something else so like when we we play guys like a Trey Young or like some of the athletic bigs uh, Collins or, or Len or what have you I think it gets that's where like those sort of weaknesses get really exploited because like you have to respect Trey Young from outside because he could shoot but at the same time he's got a great driving game Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah it just takes better communication on the defensive end which hasn't been there and I don't know what we're going to do about that beyond this season I don't know if Rex Kalamian is the right answer for this team
0: because we have so much turnover going into next season, it's kind of like, so we're going to teach more new guys this system that seems to be built on trust?
1: Yeah, that doesn't really <laughs> seem to be working that well. So I I don't know. I, I think that maybe we should kind of transition back to what we were doing last year, a yeah. little bit more switch-heavy. Uh, or earlier
0: I, in the season.
1: Yeah, or or even just earlier in the season when we were having more success. I, yeah, I don't really know. Tough <laughs> sitch. Uh,
0: another question we got beforehand uh, from Yiling Yang. Do you think it's necessary to trade for Lonzo Ball as the third team in Anthony Davis trade? No. (laughs) Um, No, pretty much it's because we have Shea. Yeah. We have, I mean, theoretically, Avery Bradley uh, for another year. We got Patrick Beverly, probably. Like, we just don't, I don't know what we would do with that. We would just like insert Lonzo into the starting lineup. And then Shay's on the bench. Like next year, it would get so murky.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure. I I don't think <laughs> someone that there's... said
0: barf on the Twitter <laughs> screen. Agree. Uh,
1: I don't think there's anything that the Lakers have as an asset that I would be really interested in involving ourselves in a trade to help them get. And Anthony also, what Davis. are we
0: giving up? Yeah, why would uh, we help them get? That's a really good. You point. know what I mean? Like, I didn't even unless, think about that. Unless we were somehow
1: <laughs> able to like, if it was some sort of blockbuster trade where we were able to end up with Holiday and
0: or Randall.
1: Like, because I think that holiday would be a really great compliment to Shea. But I, I, once again, I still don't get how you would make that maneuvering work. Yeah, so I'm not sure if that would really. Work. Um, we got a couple of we've got a couple of questions during the podcast that I didn't get your username down, so I apologize for that. But someone asked Gallo back after All Star Game. Uh, it's unclear. It's uh, to me that's a very likely possibility uh, with you know the the trade deadline looming and everything. If he doesn't get moved, yeah, which. This guy, uh-huh. it could happen.
0: Um, yeah, Doc said or Gallo said it was going to be like about a week. Yeah, recently, so that's like I think three keep him on the shelf. Games.
1: I, I yeah. you know, in, in either event, whether you're looking to trade him to a contender at the deadline for you know whatever as much as you could possibly yeah. get, or um, if you if you do want to keep him, why not just have him sit out for a stretch? It's not that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a tough four games that we miss him. Uh, as we've noticed, missing Gallo is a huge deal for us. Uh I yeah, I'm kinda starting to think he might get traded too. I don't really know the whole back situation. Um oh yeah, Will's pulling up the schedule right now. Yeah, these are some tough games we're so missing. So we got
1: Lakers, it. Pistons, Raptors, Hornets, and then we play the Pacers on the the eve of the deadline.
0: Yeah. He might miss all of those
1: games. Yeah. I mean I see two of those as being pretty winnable. And yeah, then the Lakers, Raptors Pistons. It just depends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then the Hornets game. Yeah, we could take it to them. Uh, we also
1: play the Celtics right after we play. God, man, we got a tough stretch. The whole schedule sucks. Yeah. Um, we're also pretty comfortable in eighth. I mean, we're, you know, the closest team is still the Lakers, and they're a game and a half behind us.
0: And they play the 76ers tonight. So, yeah, hey, they could lose. That would really help us out. Um want to give a quick commemoration. One year ago today, the Tobias and the Blake trade went down. Hey. Huzzah! Um, feels like both teams kind of won that trade. Yeah, it was a given it was deal. Given what they wanted. Like It was a, it was a deal. great deal. Shout out to Blake. Shout out to uh, the terrible general managing of the Pistons who gave us a first-round pick, as well as Tobias and Boban.
1: Um, that was fantastic. I disagree. I, I don't think it was terrible on their part. I think that it would have been awesome for them to get an asset I think that it was the right move for them. Blake is having a great season. They have something to be excited about. There's not a whole lot else on that (laughs) roster that's like getting butts in seats.
0: Yeah, Andre Drummond's not bringing people in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and like Reggie Jackson and, you know, your man Kennard. Dude, Uh, Luke? Luke the Duke? And like, and that's not to say that these players couldn't be nice players or like it couldn't work on another squad or something, but like they're just not coalescing. If you just built a new stadium and you're trying to get people in the seat, none of those names are like bringing people into basketball.
0: Yeah, Blake seems generally frustrated with playing for them like with some of his teammates oh yeah for sure which I for totally sure. see but like it's but good once to again, I think
1: without Welly's playing they could flip this into something else that'd be tight uh, man
0: I would feel bad if Blake just got like just flipped around a ton like yeah. just turning into a trade piece um, are Clippers making any moves I see we see that a lot on Twitter I don't know I don't think it's, we are. It's really
1: hard to say. Um,
0: the Anthony Davis thing is funny. I've seen some people, there's been a ton of trade machine things where Gallo for AD works straight up, but it's like... Financially, you know, okay. yeah. Great. We'll give I him mean, eight years of first-round picks. There's like. a, yeah,
1: there's just a lot more that goes into a any sort of trade. So, I yeah, unless we move Gallo, we're not going to be active at the deadline. And, you know, we have, at this point, what, eight days? Yeah, a not a lot a of time. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. I would be surprised if we made a move.
0: Yeah, and it would. I feel like if we do make a move, it's going to be a move where it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, like it's I, not going to be like a
1: outside <laughs> of outside of moving Gallo, which gets difficult if the injury is still real or like real enough for him to have missed a, a yeah, couple weeks of games. Back spasms. Um, How do they work? I think that that like I think that that makes it a lot more difficult. And outside of of moving either him or Tobias or something, I don't see any trade. In our future, that actually moves the needle in any sort of positive way. Yeah,
0: nothing's gonna bump at, us at the, up at the
1: deadline. For at sure, the
0: deadline flipping Gallo for maybe an expiring contract and late first-round picks would be sort of okay.
1: I don't think anyone's giving up a late first for. Yeah. for oh, for Gallo. Yeah, yeah. I for think Gallo? that would yeah. that would be yeah. sort of okay.
0: We have yeah. a first-round pick. Uh, at this rate, we are going to make the playoffs. So we're probably not going to have our pick. Because it goes to Celtics.
1: Yeah, no, that'll end up being a Celtic pick.
0: Sorry, I'm late. Gallo playing against Lakers. I'm thinking that he won't. John nah. Cooperman, you are late. He's out for another week, buddy. Um,
1: yeah, no, coo- no, uh, no, no Gallo, Gallo. Coop. which
0: <laughs> sucks. Um, oh, also Thursday for the game. We're gonna bring this up again tomorrow. We're going to Crawford's Chicken uh, in Echo Park. If anyone wants to come through, watch the game. Eat oh yeah. some delicious chicken. Should be a good time. Should be a fun time. Um, anything else you want to talk about on Twitter Tuesdays?
1: Uh, No, I don't have anything. Do these guys have anything else?
0: Uh, We'll get back to it in the next segment if we can.
1: Oh, could they be keeping him out to keep him healthy for a trade? This guy thinks so. That's what I think. I think that if we want to do something at the deadline, he's our best asset
0: to move. He's been our best player other than maybe Trez, so we'll see what happens. Coming up after this, an NBA wrap-up and probably some more Twitter questions.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama.
0: So, let's get into this uh, Warriors <laughs> game. Man, this is rough. God, I feel bad for the Pacers, dude.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, the Warriors outpaced the Pacers. Oh, hello. 132 to 100. Uh, yeah, that was not fun for
0: those Indiana Pacers. That's a loss. Yeah. Do you still think the Clips are making the playoffs with a tough run and Gallo out? We'll get to that. Give us one sec. Steph Curry had 26. DeMarcus Cousins took a pretty horrifying fall. Like it looked oh, like, really? dude. It looked like he this. like broke his ankle. Um, he ended up with twenty two six and four, so he was fine. Durant and Clay each had sixteen. The Pacers' highest score was Miles Turner with sixteen. Bohan had fifteen. Darren Collison had thirteen. And I don't think anyone
1: else had nine. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. Warriors shot forty two. Was per- my
1: dude Demontis. <laughs>
0: Warriors shot forty two percent from three and won the first quarter forty to twenty two. Now a game and a half ahead of the Nuggets in the West. Great. Good for the Warriors. Uh, John Cooperman just asked if we're still going to make the playoffs with this tough stretch without Gallo. I don't know, man. It's,
1: it could be tough. It could be tough. I feel like we're pretty firmly cemented right now. Uh, as I said earlier in the, in the show, we're a game and a half above the Lakers, who are, who are currently in ninth. Um
0: a loss tonight from Lakers would go a really long way I know, to it's making kind of that Thursday thing where, easier. It's kind of that <laughs> thing
1: where like you just gotta hope that other teams are still losing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is never a good feeling. If we can have Gallo back by the you know at the end of the all-star break, I'm not too worried about it. Uh if it's going on longer than that, uh, I'm not really too sure.
0: Uh we're not hundred percent sure. Is LeBron playing on Thursday? I'm not sure. They've kept his status like so low key. Yes. which I guess is good, but we're going to look out. Uh, Lakers have a tough stretch coming, too. They absolutely do. So it's fitting, of course, that we have to compete with the other Los Angeles team yeah. to make the playoffs. Um, at one point, I think we were talking about maybe being the 4-5 and five seed and playing each other. That would be great. Doesn't seem like it's going to work out that way right now. <laughs> Probably not. No.
1: Um, it seems like he just – so LeBron is is just back to doing, like, full scrimmages as of Monday. How does he look
0: against the assistant coaches in two (laughs) on two, though? Because that's Lou Williams look good, and that's how he's playing right now.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: So maybe he'll be back. Would you guys rather be an early exit or keep our pick? How about this one? I hope we try and make the playoffs. Like, best case scenario, we try and make the playoffs. Like, we generally try and put a good effort forward, mm -hmm. and we don't, and we keep our pick. Yeah. That would be the best case scenario for me for missing the playoffs. I don't want to purposely try and miss the playoffs.
1: No, I I agree. I agree totally. We're kind of I, I think mean, that, like even a first round exit, you know, like we keep talking about this. That's just a better pitch to a free agent. A team that, you know, look what they were able to do without you. Like clearly <laughs> there's like clearly there's a We good, don't
0: need you, but we really need you. Please come here. <laughs> I mean like
1: clearly there's a good foundation and I think that yeah. that's something that you want to be a part of. Yeah, uh, you know that like you're not years and years out roster-wise Mm-mm. from from a team being able to make some significant noise. I would
0: say Year and a half out. Is that how I would say how far we are. Yeah, which and is I think not that. that and much time. I think
1: that that is honestly more appealing to me than like a late lottery pick. Uh, yes, I agree with being that. Being enticing to to free agents in that sort of way. Because
0: we kind of talked about this draft a little bit yesterday with how the Hawks are like winning too much to have a good draft pick. Yeah, totally. A low lottery pick in this draft is not what it was going to be like this year's draft. I think last excuse me last year's draft. I think last year's draft really spoiled a lot of us. Definitely. And being like, oh, there's good players. One through thirty. Yeah, right? so I mean, like,
1: from what we've heard, uh, from from what we've heard, it doesn't seem like this class is going to be quite as deep. So John Cooperman is asking a little bit about the these playoff prospects, and he's saying if we get can sneak into the seven seed, <laughs> do you think we can win that uh, that matchup? We can win a couple games against the Nuggets. The Nuggets, I mean <laughs> It's not my favorite matchup still, but I do like it better than the Warriors. Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. It's a lot more competitive of a series for sure. I think we take one or two from the Nuggets.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. I think I don't that goes. think we take one or two from the Warriors. Uh, um, and we have uh, Jokic's Kryptonite, which is the man Bobon. If we can get Jokic to pitch a fit and get tossed from every game, we'd have a shot. Exactly. That's uh, we just play set a little bit. That's a that's a damn good plan. Um
1: But yeah, I don't like the I mean, if we somehow got into six, I don't really like the idea of going seven games against the Thunder. No. Um yeah, I, I mean, the, I'm hoping that the Trailblazers just make a weird late push, <laughs> and then we we sneak into seven, and it's uh, and it's yeah, it's it's. Uh, Blazers Clippers, dude, that'd be the, fun at the two and seven spot for the first round of playoffs because that I think is a is a winnable game for us. Hard for sure, but uh, winnable. It wouldn't be a pushover, but I do think that's a winnable situation for us, <laughs> man.
0: And that would be horrible for the Blazers because if they lost that series, it would just be another year.
1: Oh well, of I just playoff. I just think now. that I hope I kind of hope that it happens. I, I like the Blazers, so that it's like yeah, whatever I've to the Pacific Northwest. But they got to get something figured out, and I think that like <laughs> to get a shake up, they need to have like and one more slap in the face. And yeah. Then It'll be like, all right, whatever you guys want. What like
0: we'll give you CJ McCollum. What do you got? Like you they know? do have to move. I kind of like their loyalty to those two guys, but they got to move one of them. They they should have moved one a of them. They should have moved one of them, or they ago, should have built like, a more
1: competent roster around the both of them. And yeah. they haven't really been able to. I mean, they've had some good lineups. Like they've had, and like they have a pretty decent bench right now. They have some good pieces. It's just not enough.
0: Yeah, um, guys, that's gonna pretty much wrap it up for us on Locked On Clippers. Thank you for watching on the Twitter stream yeah. and for shooting our questions. Please like, rate, and subscribe on iTunes. Um, tomorrow, we are going to have... What's tomorrow? Wednesday? Tomorrow's Wednesday. We got what could have been Wednesday. The Low Universe. Just, you know, what could have happened if things went differently? Oh, yeah. Going to be doing just some general clips talk. We got some time off in between the Lakers. We'll probably maybe do an extended game preview or something like that.
1: Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And I'm William the Opinion Update. Thanks so much, guys.
2: Hey, Prime members.